With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Manchester Football Social Legends Edition. Good evening, it's Friday the 7th of September. Uh, I'm Fanzone Danny, I am the replacement for Natalie Pike who's on The Breakfast Show this week. Uh, I feel like I'm Fabian Delph, I've been dragged in when no one else could play. Hopefully I'll do just as good a job as he did last season for City. I am uh, here with two, well, an excess Manchester legend and a Manchester City legend. On the red side, the red corner, we are represented by a very familiar voice, Mr Joe McGrath. Joe, hello. We're all friends here and it's international break. We can all be friends, can't we, Gary? Definitely. Definitely all friends. <laughs> but is yeah. he any good at predictions? That's what I want to know. Because well, hopefully. I think we're drafting one in for predictions. Hopefully he's better than Mickey Thomas, guys. Well, and, uh, will come, I, I think Mickey is, uh, is lacking a bit of confidence, as his team is at the moment, so... I'll be giving you the update on the predictions from last week. I was away last week, obviously, but I couldn't help it. I was emceeing a wedding, which is my sister-in-law, so this has been planned for years. I did give my apologies. And you got, you got that prediction league in quicker than Cheesy gets his vlogs in there, guys. You've done really, really well. That is the voice of City legend Gary Owen. The man, if he, if he, if he was any bluer, he'd be a smurf, wouldn't you, Gaz? You'd be an absolute, you're an absolute City legend. We are going to talk in the first section tonight, firstly about Manchester United. Um, some negative stuff. We heard Pogba's comments yesterday to the, uh, to the German media. Basically, is this a dead man walking? And I also want to hear some positive stuff about Luke Shaw. Uh, had a great start to the season for United. And if there's another man leaving Old Trafford, is it Jose Mourinho? And have you got a ready-made replacement with Ryan Giggs? Great start for the Wales manager yesterday. Second section, all City, guys. You'll be pleased to know. We're going to talk about the uh, the Spurs game uh, being uh, being rearranged. We're also going to talk about what's happening with Leroy Sané. A few little developments that's happened today as well. And uh, I'm sure Gaz knows a little bit about the dressing room of dreams um, I want to know get your calls in uh, 0345 7625 or text 87711 who is missing from that dressing room of dreams the picture that's going around the Etihad now with all the City legends in and I'm just going to throw it out there to the City fans just to it's for you to stew on is City's squad too good is it too good? Oh, and we'll explain about that a little bit about? later. And the final section, usually, guys, we're talking about the weekend good. and the fixtures coming up. 
but it's the Nations Cup. I mean, you can get excited by it. We're going to try our best to, but we'll have a chat about that. And we've also got an amazing competition. Now, you need to get your uh, your answers into this. It is actually National Beer Day in America, but that doesn't matter. It's National Beer Day. When it's so, National Beer Day, we can celebrate it anywhere. Anywhere, because beer is universal. Everyone loves it, and it definitely relates to football quite well. So, I want to know your beer-related footballers. So, what I mean by that is I've got a couple of examples. I've been dying to get these out. I've been working them all, all, all day. So, a Manchester connection here for you guys, just so you can start thinking of yours. Paul Scholes. Like what it. about that? Do you like that? John Stones. Do you like that? Gaz is looking at me Gaz, very, very vague over there. I thought you'd be good at this. Well, I think very quickly, yourself. Manchester United bitter. Oh, that'll do, guys. That'll what do. You on about? <laughs> yeah. So what are your puns? Get get text in eight double seven double one, and we've got two pairs of Champions League tickets Ooh. for City's first Champions League game this season against Lyon on the 19th of September. Tickets are available still at manchestercity.com slash tickets. But we've got two pairs to give away. So Gaz and Joe are going to choose their best answers to this question with football related. What happens if I win? Because I come up with the best ones. Yeah, but you won't. Oh, you won't, mate. I've got a list of about 10. They'll all be better than what you can do. So so let's start with United and uh, throw it over to, uh, to Joe. Uh, Joe... Uh, it's been a bit kind of topsy-turvy with Jose Mourinho, Manchester United and Paul Pogba over over the last few weeks. Um, the comments he made, I don't know if you read the comments that he made mm-hmm. yesterday to the German media. Everything about what he said to me sounds like this is a man on his way out of the club. <coughs> My future is currently at Manchester United. I still have a contract. I'm playing there at the moment, but who knows what will happen in the next few months. Now, here's, the, here's what here's what's, uh, we've read. And we've read that that translation isn't correct. We read that who's not happens in the next few years, not months. And that is where the turning point lies between the translation from German Sky to English. Now, it could well be the last few months, that when he says the few months, but many United fans are believing it is a few years, he's saying. few years, not months. We still don't have clarity on that. But he's been but, quoted but he as, is, as saying months. So, to me, Gaz, when you've got a player like Paul Pogba, I mean, he's undoubtedly got talent. He's never really done it for United, in my opinion, but, you know, in the World Cup, he was sensational. You know, this is, a uh, for me, a player under the right manager that could absolutely be one of the greatest midfielders in the world. But when there's a player causing them kind of problems off the field, how how difficult is it for, you know, for the club to handle someone like that? It must be difficult for Jose Mourinho to have a player that the uh, that the tail seems to be wagging the dog because Jose Mourinho is the manager. He decides what goes on. It's up to him to get the players to play to the, the maximum. I don't th- I think United supporters will say that apart from fleeting glimpses of Pogba, they've not seen the Pogba that was playing for France in the World Cup or the Pogba that was playing for Juventus. It's up to Jose Mourinho to um, to get those players in harmony. There seems to be a few players that's not in harmony for one reason or the other. And until you get a happy squad and a happy team and a manager and the team thinking on the same wavelength, there's always going to be scandal. And you, and. And this is what we're reading all the time. We're not reading about United beating Burnley 2-1 or, you know, or have, have got themselves back on track for the great wave. Because Burnley's not an easy place to go. I know they played in Europe in midweek, but it's not an easy place to go, Burnley, as as most teams found as out As we last found season. out last year, didn't and, we? Yeah. And teams will find out this season. So it's a good result. But again, it's, it's the negative, not the positive. But that will always happen until Jose Mourinho seems to... Uh, until Jose Mourinho seems to get a... A smile on his face to 
to let everybody think that he's enjoying the job he's got. And yeah. he should be. He's, he's one of the biggest clubs in the world. Well, I'm going to throw it out to, to you, Joe, but also United fans listening. You know, let us know your thoughts. 0345 7625 or text us 87711. Are United fans getting a bit sick of him, Joe? You know, has it got to a point now where, you know, the drama that comes with him, you know, are the, uh, the performances on the pitch justifying the baggage that comes with Paul Pogba? Listen, I don't think the uh, the performances on the pitch have been uh, perfect since he joined Manchester United. And I do think this is the sort of new modern way for a footballer to haggle themselves out for a bit of a new contract. It's unfortunate that United fall under this sort of umbrella of players being able to, to sort of go out there uh, and say certain things to the media, which then attracts them a bigger contract. It's happened with Ronaldo, it happened with Rooney, uh, from what I remember. That is the sort of age where Wayne Rooney said he was going to leave and next thing you know, he's got a quarter of a million pound contract at United. It is, when you look at it, you think them players that did it in the past are too, they're too expensive to lose in terms of Rooney was too good on the pitch and so was Ronaldo. Unfortunately, Pogba is too expensive to lose as a money-making person. He's not necessarily the best midfielder, but with his online presence and his brand that he brings to Manchester United and the shirts that he sells, unfortunately, money is talking at the minute at Old Trafford, not the football is talking. So the people who want to keep him at Old Trafford We'll see what he's trying to do. We'll sort of weigh things up and go, this man makes us more money. Let's just give him that extra contract that he wants. Because if anyone buys him, then the, unfortunately, he's not doing it on the pitch, as, as we can all admit here. He's not being the player we thought he was going to be. A United fan last night on this show said he isn't in the top 15 midfielders in the world. And some United fans could agree, some could disagree. I don't. I haven't really figured it out yet, which side I sit on. But I just see that the board at Old, uh, Old Trafford just see him as a money-making person in their business. It's like someone who work here and someone who would say, you know, if I if I was a presenter here, et cetera, and I go, you know what, I, I want to leave, blah, 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 but yet my bosses want me to stay, they might offer me a bigger contract. That is what United fans are seeing at the minute. But we, if this was under Fergie, the first thing Pogba would be doing now would be leaving Old Trafford because Fergie would have none of it. He never had a player that was big enough, uh, was bigger than you know his squad. Um, so I think Pogba is is just fortunate. He's in a place where Mourinho and the board will just probably want him to stay. We'll probably pay him that extra bit of money, even though he's not actually so doing it. I become his submissive to Paul Pogba. You know, this is Manchester United, one of the biggest clubs in world football, guys. I just don't get my head around that. Well, it can't all be you, about you money. To do some I, stuff understand, with... I understand what um, Joe's saying. Pogba is a brand. And, and whether we like it, we don't. Football now is all about brands and what you bring and everything else. And uh, when you think that Ronaldo, at 34 years of age, I think he was, could command a £100 million transfer... Most people think, how's that possible? It's ridiculous. But, you know, within the first few weeks of them signing him, just on shirts alone, they got half of that, about 52 million back in shirt sales in the first two weeks. So if it, even if it just tailors off a little bit, there's still going to be the brand of Ronaldo, as well as him being an exceptional footballer. Having said that, what he's done at Madrid, which is very hard to replicate going anywhere you want, but he's yet to score for Juventus, I believe. And really, his input has not been the same as it was in Madrid. But he's 34 years of age. But again, Juventus not just bought him for his his, his great football ability. He's getting to the end of his career, not the start of his career. Although he's superbly fit, straight away, that 100 million, as crazy it seems to be, 52 million of that was 
got back within the first two weeks. So that branding we're talking about now, this is how football is developing and changing. Sometimes the branding, Pogba, listen, he's an outstanding talent, there's no two ways about, we've seen it, but he's not done it for United. Now United have got to find some way of getting him into that side for him to become a dominant player that can influence games. And that's Mourinho's. Yeah, another question we asked last night is, one, where would he go? And two, how much would he cost? So if he does want to go, we've obviously got him on a contract for a bit. How much would Barcelona have to pay for Pogba if that is where he wants to go? You know, what, and, what and price I mean, do you think? What price do you think Barcelona? Well, I was, I've got that. As, I was going to ask you that, and from from my point of view, I I don't think he's. I don't think you'll get what United will want for him. I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's proved himself enough at United for him to justify a two hundred million pound price tag no, or, or a record breaking no. price tag. I don't think he's at that le- level. Bearing in mind you paid a lot of money for him, mm-hmm. I think your return on investment, the way that the market's gone, you're going to get more than what you bought Pog before. But this is your, you know, this is a guy that plays every game if he's fit. This is a guy who's the captain of Manchester United, but. To me, he just hasn't done it on the field. And, and I understand the brand. I understand everything that comes with that, the Pogba brand. But I find it hard. I think he's alienating fans, Joe. I think I think this is the kind of person that really frustrates fans. Because mm-hmm. you know he's got the talent. And and I don't think he fits that bastard sort of way. If anyone, if anyone in, in, the, in the world of football would have him, it might be Madrid. Because Madrid have sort of that kind of, let's get Galacticos in. You wouldn't and rule don't out... Really think- Hey, go back to Juventus. But would they pay more? Would they pay more than eighty-nine million? Well, they paid I think that's million, what paid a hundred million for um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. and then Higuain. They, they paid big money for Higuain. And they would pay how well. old's Pogba? Twenty. Pogba's only like, twenty-five. Maybe isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so he's still got some years in him. Of course, he'd pay I don't him. think United would want to let him go for at least over 120, 130. But you still you're looking at Pogba. You go, is he worth that? And if Pogba's worth that. What's the other players in the world worth? Yeah. And we're getting to stupid amounts of money now where it's not going to have any end. But then Gary's right. He's got, he's got worth with the sort the of star he is. Mourinho has said, and he has said some absolute ludicrous things, but one thing he said, and he's come out absolutely bang on, when City paid £55 million for Raheem Sterling, and everybody said, it's crazy money, crazy money, he came out and said, in two years' time... 55 million won't be a lot of money. And it's been less than two two years that United went out and paid 75 for uh, Lukaku, paid 98 for um, uh, whatever they paid for Pogba. Um, Neymar went for 200 million. Now, this is how it's all gone. When you look at when we, we bought David Silva for 24 million, Yaya 24 million, Aguero 38 million, let's say 38. When you look back now, seven years service, eight years service, what they've done for our football club as well, and that's a whole new debate because mm-hmm. to me, what what we've paid and what United have paid for players, what they're actually worth now. I think in City's case, guys, a lot of these players that we maybe have spent a lot of money on, I can't think of one that we spent big money on that isn't worth more than but what we've bought in for. But it's young players. So it's, Obviously, David Silva won't won't get that money. Oh, well, yeah, has gone now. Uh, Aguero probably to this day would get more than thirty eight million yeah. for if you wanted to sell him because yeah. he is a predator and a goal scorer. Yeah, he's a goal scorer two ways. But having said that. We're now looking to bring players in that the the few the best days are ahead of them. The best days are not now. The best yeah. days are ahead of them. Yeah, and in, and in Pep Guardiola, you've got somebody that can bring that out of them. And um, a little bit of positive news. I mean, again, it's been touched on this this week on on excess on the the Wednesday Club because I was listening to yourself, Joe, on there. Yeah, Luke Shaw. Very quickly, you know, on a positive note, this is a guy who suffered a you know severe injury. From what we read this week, it, it could have been pretty much. You know, he could have Game lost over. his leg. It could have been him out, out of football forever. Uh, Mourinho's treatment of Luke Shaw was very questionable last season. 
but his form this season, Joe, has been absolutely fantastic. I mean, is he 50% of the problem solved for United's fullbacks? Because for me, that's probably one of your weakest areas. Mm. You know, a fit firing. Luke Shaw is he is he the man to fix the problems at yeah, left back? Yeah, we've got one good defender. Unfortunately, there's four of them. You've got to play uh, in Jose Mourinho's way. So Luke Shaw is the only shining light, I think, in the defence at the minute. Which you've got to hold on to that. Um, it, it's, I don't know if Mourinho can take the credit for it. I don't know if his his sort of hard talking mentality, which he uh, did, he publicly criticised Luke Shaw. He might come and say, you know what, I knew what I was doing. Did he really? Did he really know what well, he was doing? Well, he's worked, hasn't he? Has. I mean, you must have had would a you, Would you give the credit to, Luke, to Mourinho well, for Jose? I, I, no, I wouldn't. But, I mean, you know, if Mourinho wanted to take the credit, I'm sure he could put up a good case, you know, in terms of why you know why he deserves it. But you must have worked with players, guys, in the past where, you know, the managers maybe treated them a, a certain way that people haven't agreed with, but actually got the best out yeah, of Yeah, but, them. you know, listen, I, I don't know Luke Shaw that well. And, um, uh, listen, he had a horrendous injury. Well, I didn't even realise that that leg could have been amputated. You can see, so what must have been going on in his mind? Could he ever get back? Could he ever do this? He was under a lot of stress, under, under a lot of maybe confidence where it was lacking. And, and then all of a sudden he gets back in and he's, you know, he's a little bit timid because he don't get an injury again. You have to get over that, of course, when you've had an uh, injury that he Because I guess with bad injuries, guys, I don't know whether you had any I've in had your career. But, but for me, you know, it's got to be a mentality thing, it hasn't is. it? Even though maybe the physios and the doctors are telling mm. you, you're perfect, Luke. Vincent that Cumbie's first crunching example. challenge, you know, is there a, there's got to be an element of nerves Yeah, in but that. Vincent Cumbie's a perfect example. And he's probably 10 years older than Luke Shaw. Yeah. Or maybe not 10 years, but a lot older, more experienced. And he realised his body wasn't right and wouldn't play, and people thought then it was in his head, but he knows, you know your body. Now, Luke Shaw came back, he, he obviously didn't play as well as he could, he was obviously lacking confidence, and I don't believe, but maybe, listen, I'm no psychologist, by, by getting onto Luke Shaw and publicly criticising would make you better, yeah. but Luke Shaw has come out and said he wanted to prove Mourinho wrong, so maybe Mourinho has done it the right way, we're all wrong, um, and he's he's showing now that commitment. He's now getting into challenges he didn't do last season. He's now bombing forward like he did when he was at Southampton. And even I said last season, at, at, when he was at his probably lowest, I'd take Luke Shaw. I'd have took Luke Shaw. I'd have took him when he was at Southampton because yeah. the form yeah. he was in at Southampton. And even when he came was... back, I'd have took Luke Shaw. Yeah. And just the final thing before we go to a break, um, you know, Looking at Ryan Giggs yesterday, yeah, uh, had a great result, but but great football, four one, four one, great great football, though, guys. I don't know if you saw the game, but see, it wasn't no. just about the result; it was about the way that they played. And you know, for me, Joe, is he the United manager in waiting? I know he's still very inexperienced. It's maybe not going to happen over the next year or two. But you know, if somebody like Ryan Giggs, who's died in the wool United, you know, came through the ranks, went all the way, won everything in the game. If he can prove himself as a manager. It, it maybe with Wales or maybe another club in between. Do you think United is on the horizon for Ryan Giggs in the future? You know, when he took over um, at Manchester United for them final four games, uh, it, it was it was hard because obviously he's never done something like that, uh, in, in and he was in charge of one of the biggest clubs. Um, and you sort of think maybe he's gone away, maybe he's, he's thought to himself, you know, uh, what can I do to improve what he was doing? 
And you know, if 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 he does well with Wales, it's a completely different kettle of fish though, isn't it? National football to to managing Manchester United. I think if he does well here, there might be another step in the middle. You know, maybe like another club in the Premier League or or somewhere in in Spain or etc. But he, I don't think the jump is from Wales to United. I think there is a couple more clubs that he could look after. But if he does a successful job there, if he goes into the Premier League, say, and looks after Fulham or Everton or someone like that, does well with them. Because I don't know, I, I, I couldn't see it. I think of anyone who's done the jump from going straight into an international job, then managing Manchester United, one of the biggest clubs, uh, you know, in the Premier no, you League. Can't. You, you can't. can't do that. So, so positive start, take good, you know, vibes, good vibes from it. And then maybe down the line, a, a, a club... And then you never know. You never know, Dundee. You do not never you know. You never know. Yeah, listen, the, the, the people that love rankings of player would love him to be manager, but life don't work that way. Yeah. But he's got the pedigree. I think this is one one guy. I mean, he, he, he haunted us, Gaz, for 20 years as City fans, didn't he? Ryan Giggs in games. You know, he always managed to pop up with that goal, get them late winners, you know, but, but great start as a Wales manager. And after the break, we are going to be talking City. So uh, we're going to talk to a Spurs fan on his thoughts on the rearranged City and Spurs game, uh, as well as a few other things. But get in for this competition. We have got a fantastic competition where you can win two tickets. Two, we've got two pairs of tickets to give away for City versus Leon in the Champions League, the 19th of September. Uh, and all you need to do to be in with a chance of winning is give us your beer-related footballers, because it's National Beer Day. So we want your beer-related footballers I've come up with Paul Scholes I've come up with uh, John Stones uh, I've got one or two more Gaz have you got any yet have you, have you, you managed to bitter no we need more oh, oh, we need to get on the treat we're gonna we, we, you need to get your thinking, thinking cap on for that but please text us in 87711 or on Twitter it's at XS Manchester your beer related footballers and we'll chat after the break XS Manchester I think this is a test for Pep. This is a test for Pep. I mean, a player who's who's got his head down. All right, he's not doing too well. I mean, look at Yaya. Well, Yaya was a bit of a, 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 a you know a, a nuisance for Pep, and all the stories that came out afterwards about uh, Yaya Torre sort of dragging his heels on the way. Pep has to do this, uh, do something now with Sane. I, I love Sane. Nah, I think he's such no, a good no, player. No, no, yeah, he does. He does have to do no, something. No, no, he's not. Bernardo Silva last season. How long did it take him to to get into? Yeah, but he, uh, Bernardo Silva had the right attitude. Sane clearly didn't have the right. Attitude. You've got Tony Cruz who's working quite closely to Sane in the Germany squad, saying he doesn't really care if you win or loses, he needs to get his head straight. Well, Sane needs straight, that attitude. Uh, well, just changing, let me ask you one question. For anybody that's played the game or not played the game, do you think that a professional footballer playing in the Premier League doesn't care whether you win or lose? But why would Tony Correct. Cruz say that? And you don't get to why that would, level, Why would, Joe, why would someone of Tony Cruz's stature, who's won three Champions Leagues, come out and publicly make it? Also, Tony Cruz, because he won three so Champions Leagues, has, 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 has now become a psychologist on Sane that he probably sees... Well, he didn't see him all the World Cup. Right. So no. when the last he time he World Cup, we didn't get in the squad. When did he last see Sarnia? Let me just work that out. Wow, we've set off a debate I'm using Joe, Tony Cruz. Don't here. let that Manchester United <laughs> attitude get into you. You're listen, losing it. I, Tony, if you're right. listening, Bellas. Listen, listen, listen. Tony, I forgot I knew was it. Let me bounce something back at you. Look at the season before. Look how Ryan Sterling was. 
didn't do a bad job there, did he? No, he didn't. You know, and to, to be fair as well, Andy, you it's know, the way Cruz said it in his press conference, <laughs> it, it obviously a little bit like Joe was trying to say with what Pogba said, it's been taken out of perspective a little bit. He actually said he doesn't show a lot of emotion whether he li- wins or loses. That is Leroy Sané. I've been around Leroy Sané at the club. This is a guy that is very, very reserved. He doesn't give a lot away. And maybe that's just his style, but you don't, in my opinion, Joe, you do not get to the level that Leroy Sané is at and not be bothered about losing. Yeah. This this is a and, passionate and, and guy. Not only, not only that, Danny, he's come he's come off the back of a, a brilliant Premier League season where he, young, he wins young Premier League player of the, the season and stuff. So, you know, he, he's, at the end of it, he's, he's a young lad. You know, like you said, he's, he's, a, he's an introvert. What, what, does, what does he want him to do? Just go around doing cartwheels every every time? It would help, it would help. They'd, it would take him in the Germany squad, wouldn't they? Well, I'm just saying that. I just think he took a loss anyway when he didn't get the Germany squad and they, they need him so much. Much. I just well, thought co- I just think, I just think they'd come back fighting, but he's not. He's come back complaining. Yeah, but hang on a minute. He's not come back complaining. Listen, do you think the footballers go out there? Do you not think that they they have stuff going on in the brain? He's twenty two. He's been in England now for a year and a half, or whatever it is, since he joined us. No family here. His wife or girlfriend's expecting. Hang on a minute. Right, guys. Calm down. Danny's calm down. I've stood up for this now because we um, we have got some fans. I want to get the last couple of texts in, last couple of tweets in, the text on 87711 or at Manchester on Twitter. Football-related names. Now, we've had quite a few coming in, thick and fast. In the break, we're going to decide who we feel is uh, is worthy of two tickets, a pair of tickets for City versus Leon, the home game on the 19th of September. Tickets are available at mancity.com slash tickets. We have got Ryan Murrell. What about Lars Lagerback? I'm not sure about that one. Lars Lagerback? Yeah. What's uh, that about? Leslie has come up with Bacardi Silver. Oh, I like that one. Not a beer, though. No, it's not a beer. Sorry, Leslie. Uh, We have got Edison Miguel from James. (laughs) Uh, We've got Henning Copperberg from Billy. Love it, mate. Love it. Uh, We've got Michelle Von... That's from Lee Adams. Not a beer, baby. (laughs) There's some good ones coming in here. David Jameson's. I like that as well. Pepsi Guardiola. Not beer related whatsoever, John Milliton, but we like it. Raheem Stellering. Scraping the barrel there. I've got Wine Rooney here. Wine Rooney. Wine Rooney. Wine Rooney. Right, fantastic. We'll keep them coming in. Couple more minutes, right up until the break, and then yeah. we will make our decision and give two pairs of tickets away. Now, just before we go to the break, I mean, what's something that City fans and I'm sure Tottenham fans have been speaking a lot about over the last week or so is the rearranged fixture between the two clubs. It's now moved to eight o'clock on a Monday night. Uh, obviously disruptive to pretty much everybody concerned. Now, this week we've spoke to a lot of City fans and got their perspective, but I've got a man on now. I've got a top man on now, a guy who is about <laughs> as cockney as you can get. Uh, he's a, a fellow fan zoner from back in the day. I've got Jamie Gascoigne. Jamie, how the devil are you, my mate? Anyway, how are you, mate? Long time I speak. How are you? Sir? I'm really, really I'm good. good. And that voice, you can't tell who he's from. We're on it, Sam. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that is authentic. <laughs> Very well, Jamie. So, so listen, Jamie. We've uh, we spoke to a lot of City fans up here talking about this rearranged fixture. I, I guess from a Spurs perspective as well, it's a massive inconvenience. So, what's your thoughts on the whole stadium dilemma, the whole rearrangement oh. of this fixture? What's oh. your thoughts on it, Jamie? Right, it's, it's just been an absolute um, two and eight, probably. It's 
past. It's like I'm talking like we've all bought our season tickets this season. We're all planning to go in the singles in the single tier or in the North Stand or wherever we're going to sit in the stand. Then all of a sudden we get a nice little email saying, you know, first game's Liverpool. Then it's, then then we're thinking, oh, it's going to be you. And then now it's basically it's not going to happen until January. It looks like so. You won't have it all season, Geese. Honestly, you will not have it all season. That no, new ground. I mean, you will not be in it until the start next season. Cut me on us, Geese. Some of my pals down there. Some of my pals working on the stadium itself, but um, unfortunately they're not. They're not. They're, they don't support the same team as me. They are. They are. They, are, they do support the other teams, but um, they do say there's going to be delays, but probably not till the end of the, probably not till the end of the season. January will probably be a good a good marker. No, my but the thing is, I mean, my, the thing uh, is, what you got to think of is it's a massive it's a massive undertaking, and the, the, the team that's building it. I mean, they must have known to be this much behind. They must have known it from the start. But it's just been an absolute nightmare, especially for the supporters who, who have bought tickets, thinking they're going to be sitting in a new stadium and have to rearrange their travel to go to Wembley now. And I mean, you know, I've been told, I've been told by a very good source that you will not be in this stadium this season. Um, Joe, what? Joe, I'm, I'm a massive believer in that. The only person that's really going to tell the truth is Levy, because that's the only person that really actually knows. You know, you can talk to however many sources you like. And there are many different bottles of soldiers you like, and no one's actually going to tell me the truth. And pl- apart from the CEO of Mace and, and, and obviously the, and the Tottenham chairman, they're the ones that's actually going to be telling you the truth. What well, about the builder? He might, he might have a good idea. Uh, yeah, yeah the mate, I mean, the CEO of Mace, I mean, he's going to know as well, so that's the builder side. So, I mean, I'll seriously, you, you, I'll, get, I'll get texts every day, I'll get texts to stone in saying that got put up quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love it, mate. I love it. Kids in, I'll get texts of kids playing in Sandpit saying this is how the stadium is being built, you know. So, I mean, it's just, it's just the one. And then I've said, Bob the Builder can't even fix it. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, you're pulling them all out now, Jamie. This is, this is, this is comedy gold. The, the, the situation is farcical. Um, and then, obviously, you guys, I mean, we had, we had the problem the other week when you come up to United, and then we had no trains coming back. Right, so obviously there's a situation there where like, like some of us had to come back the next morning and book in hotels and that. Um, and obviously you guys coming down now, you're coming down to Wembley. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a pain, you know. And don't get me wrong, your the away fans should be just as, as frustrated as the Spurs fans because you're thinking you're coming to us. That's our new spanking new stadium, and you're going to go to Wembley. And it could but be uh, just really quickly, Jamie. It could be two teams fighting out at the top of the top of the table. I mean, it's not been a bad start for Spurs. Obviously, they're a bit disappointing at Watford uh, last weekend. But yeah, uh, would you say yeah. a decent start for Spurs? Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, just one of, one of our best Premier League starts in a number of years. So, I mean, yeah, again, everyone's banging on about not buying no one. So, but the thing is, it's a settled team now. Three seasons in a row, we've got the same squad. Everyone knows each other. And it's the same one. If you don't sell no one, then why buy anyone? You know, if you've got a team that's finishing the top four, like, let's be honest now, right? We're punching above our weight in terms of money we're generating, the wages we're paying anyway. So we should be punching about sixth. We've been finishing the top four consistently now for the last few seasons. So why change nothing? You know, if it ain't broke, then why fix it? Jamie, I mean, just one thing, because you know the way the Premier League uh, goes now and uh, domestic, uh, mm. FA Cup League, Cup, Carabao Cup, and uh, Champions League, you're in them all. Yes. My question to you would be, yeah, you're absolutely right, if it's not broke, why fix it? But you get any injuries to vital players, do you have the depth? Well, thankfully, Kane started scoring already in August, so that's a decent thing. <laughs> usually, don't start scoring until October, and so it gives everyone a start usually. But Kane is the massive problem. 
defensively, we're all right. We've got, you know, we've got Sanchez, we've got Alderweireld, we've got Vertonghen, we've got Jan Fuentes. You know, we've got players who can fix them. We've got Dyer that can drop back in centre mid and into centre back, like centre defence. Uh, Harry Winks is back now, so from injury. The only people we need is obviously um, Victor Wanyama. You know, he's a player that's gone missing for last year because he had a serious injury. He can come back. Then Bele's still there. There's, there's some depth in that team, and yet again, obviously, Postina's got to work his magic with the youngsters, which he has been doing. You know, he's been bringing some decent players through. But um, I, I, I do agree we're a bit light up front. I think we are a bit yeah. light up front, and I think that's. I think we needed to bring in. Um, I mean, Danny Ings, although he, he probably done us over when he went to Liverpool with the Bayern. I mean, I think Danny Ings could have been a good a good signing. I agree. Um, with um, with Lorente, and I think he'd have been, he would have been perfect. But obviously, when he went when he go over to Southampton and stuff. Well, um, listen, we, we, listen, Jamie. It's yeah, been sorry, great, talk great there, you know what? We need to catch up. Uh, if you want to check Jamie out, get on YouTube. Man, uh, sorry, Tottenham versus Arsenal. It's legendary. The four-all, if you've not seen it, get on it. After the break, we are going to come back with the winners of the pairs of tickets for the City versus Leon in the Champions League game. City-related, sorry, football-related lager puns. Let's see, they, let's see how they get on, and we'll catch you after the break. Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social Legends Edition. Well, good evening and welcome to the final section of this week's Football Social on Excess Manchester. Um, we have been getting plenty of texts in. Uh, we have been sat in the studio, me, Gaz and Joe, laughing our heads off at some of these. So these are beer-related footballers. Some of them, they're alcohol, Gaz. We'll let them off, won't we? We'll let them off. So we've got a great one in from Dan, Dan Kerry. Uh, Edin Prosecco Love it absolute That's cracker. my favourite uh, We've got uh, Let's have a look here Mike Hallam Bira Morata Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have gone the other way around Alvaro Moretti I would yes. maybe have gone yes. for there uh, uh, Let's have a look What we've got I down like here one. We've got This is a cracker You'll like this one Dave From Peter Lum David White Lightning what about that one? He's not not even cracked to smile with. No, that, he's not. He's you not don't bothered, get it. No, get it. No. And there's well, another one, Gary. Musampor or Musankar or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Shh, guys, you're giving away the winners. Here. I don't Come even on. know. You chose, guys. Come on. Know what about Gary Morton? What about this one, Cheeky Vimto? Oh, I like that. Still no, not smiling, no, nothing, Gaz. Gaz. What's wrong? No, still not smiling. But we have decided it's it is unanimous. Gaz nearly give it away. Uh, we're going to be getting in touch with this man because this is it's comedy gold. It's we've, not beer. But it's alcohol, so we're going to let this one off. Are you ready for this? Yeah. We've got Nath, <laughs> and it is Kiki Musambuka. Yeah. Kiki Musambuka. <laughs> Nath, that, that is absolutely comedy gold. And we've got someone on Very the phone good. for you as well. Uh, I think his name is Rick, and he is going to be our second winner. Do you want to speak to him, Don? Yeah. Good evening, Rick. How are you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Cheers. Good stuff. Now, beer-related footballers, mate, what is your suggestion for that? Sean Wainwright Phillips. Sean Wainwright Phillips. That is why you're a winner. You managed to get a laugh off Gary Owen. You managed to get a laugh. You have won two tickets for City versus Leon in the Champions League. Gaz doesn't get it, but you definitely get the two tickets. So, uh, are you looking forward to that one? Can't wait. Get the Champions League back on. Mega. Rick, it sounds listen, so loud, doesn't he, Rick? Listen, listen Rick. Give us a call after he's been, see if he enjoyed the game. Yes. You give us a call, won't you, Rick? Of course, Will. 
Great stuff. Well, we'll get your details, Rick. So uh, stick around. We'll get your details. We'll get them two tickets out for you. Uh, well done, mate. And we've had a good laugh going through. So thank you, everybody, for uh, for taking part in that. And just before we go, we've got a few more minutes, just about five minutes or so before the end of uh, another football social for uh, a Friday evening. I want to just finish off a little bit of this uh, about City, Gaz, just yeah. before we move on very briefly to the uh, the Nations Cup that nobody's that interested in. But City have launched the, uh, you've probably seen the, the painting that's come out, the Dressing Room of Dreams. There's some absolute legends on there. Other than yourself, Gary, is there anyone missing? To be honest, I've seen it, but I've not seen the, the large... So it's, it's very hard, even though it's well painted, to pick out who's on and who isn't, because I've only seen it on a small... Ah, OK. So I need to see it blown up to whatever. But listen, whoever you put on it, there'll be some that should be on it. And the sun that's on it, maybe shouldn't be on it. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. It's maybe diplomatic there. There are some absolute legends on there. Yeah, absolutely. absolute legendary managers on there. I mean, even some little quirky bits of memorabilia from over the years. There's a kind of a t-shirt draped saying, uh, why always me? There's a banana in there. There's, you know, there's all different blue moon on the wall. You know, very, very cleverly done. And if you've seen that, you know, it's a, if you're a blue, you're going to love every minute of it. I'm sure the prints will be selling out. And and just uh, another thing I mentioned before, we haven't got a lot long to speak about this, but I just want to give you my impression of City this season. And I threw it out before, right at the beginning of the show. Is City squad too good? Hmm. Now, what I mean by that, oh, Gaz, God. is are we going to lose a little bit of momentum given the, the quality and the depth that City have got on, on the bench? Pep's going to feel like he, you know, he's got to give these players a game. Do you think that loses a little bit of momentum? Just really, really quickly. Do you think that okay. can, can cause problems? The scientists say that players can only play so many games. And if we're going to be battling all fronts, and as Cheeky has already said, it's all or nothing. As the as the uh, uh, the thing went out uh, through Amazon, all or nothing. If we're going to win something, let's try and win it all. If we can't, then let's win three of them, or two of them, or one of them. But we need a squad big enough because there'll be games coming fast and furious and we need players who are coming in equal as good as the players that's already playing if you're going to get the best out of these players. And as we know last season, you know, the, the football was sensational. I mean, we've been very good, particularly Arsenal and Huddersfield this season. But maybe the, the, the last two games, the Wolves game particularly for me, we wasn't really at our We didn't best. get going until mid-September last year. Yeah. We didn't get going until Well, we're on the same point, same goal difference. But, you know, maybe the, the same football... score lines exactly of last year. That's right. 2-1. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the yeah. goal difference is plus <laughs> eight. I can't remember. <laughs> two one was the first. Uh, Bournemouth, you predicted wait, them. Bournemouth who won two one. Yeah, but I can't remember all the bleeding scores. <laughs> I can only get the points. Stop getting <laughs> angry. Joe, sorry, sorry, Stop sorry. getting angry. Yeah, listen, before one, one. before we Gaz blows a gasket, we're going to move on just to this weekend. Obviously, there's no Premier League, uh, so we have got the Nations Cup. Joe, oh. the Nations Cup is it just a glorified friendly? Are you interested? Have you got any care in the world about how England do, how the other teams do over the weekend? It's just one of them, isn't it? They just try to make things a bit more exciting. And I, I don't know if it's going to work or not. Um, it, football's football, so I might watch it. And obviously a nice little spell in the World Cup means more people might have a slight interest in England. But Top doubt, managers will I, not want this being oh, played. I doubt anyone's that bothered about it. And, it and, seems and like this, a throwaway idea. But the fans going to play the Wembley break, after four Premier League yeah. games. I mean, how frustrating is that? This league... The Premier League hasn't really got going, and then they pulled out, taking go to go back and play with the international side. Premier League, Premier League managers will not want their players going away because, especially the top clubs who are fighting on all fronts in Europe as well. Listen, it's only going to cause problems. Bernardo Silva's already said he's got a bit of a groin strain. Blah blah blah. So, um, it's something that league managers won't want, but it's important for the national team. The final events will be played at Wembley, I believe. 
and Southgate has said that he'd, he'd like England to be participating in that. And, and I guess you've got to get involved. I mean, there is a, a ticket into the Euro 2020 finals in there, so I suppose some of the... Bring it um, on. Yeah, some, some, of the, some of the nations that maybe might struggle in the groups, the European qualifying groups, they could see this as their, you know, their ticket if other... Nas- uh, other nations don't take it as seriously as they do. Yeah, some of the lower, lower teams in, and countries who've not been to yours for a while might make the most of this opportunity. So fair play to them. And all the best. Let's just hope none of our players get injured. That's the, that's the one thing you watch international football for, isn't it? To make sure no one gets injured. Well, and we're really glad as well that Wales have eventually might have a proper team to play in Denmark because they were, Kaz, about to play a futsal team because of disputes over pay. Yeah, <sighs> But you look at uh, the Irish side is probably the least competitive Irish side I've seen play for a long time against mm-hmm. Wales. That's taking nothing away from Wales, by the way. It's a great result, four-one. So I, I think it's the least, the least competitive Irish side that I've seen in a long time. And uh, and if I was a betting man, I would have <laughs> took, I would have took <laughs> Wales to beat Ireland, of which. Mm-hmm. I believe I had a little... <laughs> He's good at this prediction, lad. Well, listen, mm. you'll be able to predict next week because the Premier League is back next weekend. Do not worry, Gary. Thank you so much for your... just put you up to date. Wait, no, no, we, no, 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 we're no, 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 Manchester. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.